red leaf, a red squirrel, a red pine. One is red, the other brown, and the last one green. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. A couple of years ago, I was on my way home from work, mind drifting with thoughts of outdoor lessons and administrative whatnot. In an effort to more seamlessly transition to home life, I started looking around at the trees. A still green hackmatack there and a bare leafless maple here. I turned down the narrow, winding, dead-end road towards my home, past Creek Crossing and Blueberry Barren with the last flushes of fall colors still clinging in pockets here and there. I broke out of the woods right at the edge of our field, and to my surprise, found out here in the middle of nowhere a van with out-of-state plates halfway down our driveway which bisects the field. Standing next to the van was a youngish man with a slouchy beanie, perfectly groomed mustache, and tight-fitting jeans, ogling the row of Big Tooth Aspen made fiery gold in the late season at the edge of our put-to-sleep garden through the viewfinder of his very nice camera. In the passenger seat sat his partner in van life crime, who apologized in a bubbly, carefree way for the intrusion. Soon after, they fired up the engine of the van and scampered off. These so-called leaf peepers are as predictable in their arrival as the first frost, or as the object of their fixation and the subject of today's episode, autumn leaf change. But that is the thing about autumn leaves. I drive by that copse of poplar trees every day, and yet I have not stopped to absorb or photo-document their splendor. But to these wayward travelers from perhaps a city or suburb, our dead-end road was as strange, quaint, and special as Tolkien's Middle Earth. Sometimes it takes tourists to remind me of just how special our place is. Most of our broad-leafed trees change colors and shed their leaves each fall, making them deciduous trees. But why do they put on such a display? There are a few factors that encourage this transition. First of all, shedding leaves is quite necessary, as anyone who has witnessed a late spring ice storm can attest. Those leaves which capture sunlight for the tree and wave so delicately in a summer breeze become a serious liability during a snow or ice storm where their extra surface area can increase snow and ice loading to the point where a tree will be entirely stripped of its limbs. Then there is the matter of reallocation of nutrients. When trees are about to shed their leaves, they make a concerted effort to withdraw as many nutrients from those leaves as they can to be stored in their trunk and roots so they do not needlessly discard those hard-won building blocks for next season's leaves. As the trees withdraw this compound or that, it can cause the leaves to curl and discolor from its summer cloak of verdant green. Lastly, there is the matter of effectively photosynthesizing, or capturing sunlight to make food. There are three major compounds that trees make to absorb sunlight. Chlorophyll, which is green, carotenes, which are orange, and xanthophylls, which are yellow. All of these compounds are present year-round, but the green chlorophyll is much more dominant. As the tree breaks down the chlorophyll, which is less effective when the angle of the sun is low, the other two compounds are revealed like a bowing cast of thespians behind a velvet stage curtain. Furthermore, as the chlorophyll breaks down, other compounds like anthocyanin are created, resulting in rich scarlet reds. So this weekend, you can check out the world of changing leaves around you. Though a glance out your window will give you a preview of this world, you might find yourself more thoroughly immersed in the splendid season on a walk, hike, bike, or canoe ride. 
If you wish to savor the season a bit longer, you could try pressing and drying some select wind-fallen leaves between the pages of a dense book for use later in various arts, crafts, or simply as a bookmark. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, references, contact information, photos, and information about how to subscribe to the show as a podcast by visiting archives.weru.org. Have a nature question that you want us to answer in our show? Simply reach out to us. Theme music was by Apiliated Woodpecker, made available by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. (laughs) 